بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يحده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد فإن أحسن الكلام كلام الله وخير الهدى هدى محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وإن شر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار So we resume our series of uh, lessons or reminders from uh, Sheikh Ubaid Al-Jabiri Rahimahullah And so today's uh, short lecture uh, is titled Tabshir Al-Ibad Bi-Ahkam Al-Tawbati Lit-Tawwab Which means uh, glad tidings to the servants regarding the rulings of repentance to the one who accepts repentance. So this reminder is about tawbah, repentance to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from our sins, from our shortcomings, from our, our disobedience. And before we look at what Sheikh Obeid has said, just uh, some ayat from the Quran with regard to uh, Tawbah. Uh, first of all, um, Allah Zawajal has encouraged all of His servants, all of us, that before our time comes, before we expire, that we repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He said, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu tubu ilallahi tawbatan nasuha. O you who believe, repent to Allah with a sincere repentance a sincere repentance a genuine repentance and likewise allah subhanahu he said watubu ilallahi jami'an ayyuhal mu'minun la'allakum tuflihun repent all of you o believers to allah in order that you may prosper and similarly allah subhanahu he mentions the state of a believer who falls into a sin an evil deed, a fahisha. So he says, وَالَّذِينَ إِذَا فَعَلُوا فَاحِشَةً أَوْ ظَلَمُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ ذَكَرُوا اللَّهِ فَاسْتَغْفَرُوا لِذُنُوبِهِمْ وَمَنْ يَغْفِرُوا الذُّنُوبَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ So those who when they fall into a fahisha, which is a sin, or they wrong themselves, they remember Allah and they seek forgiveness for their sins. And who forgives sins except Allah? So we see, first of all, this is, these are general ayat. Allah has commanded all of the believers to turn to him in repentance. And we see this is not just for the believers, this is for all of the people of the earth. All of the people of the earth have been told, have been commanded to make tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we see, for example, in Surah Al-Ma'idah, Allah mentions, in Surah Al-Ma'idah, Allah mentions the, uh, the Yahud and the Nasara, the Jews and the Christians, and something of their statements of disbelief. So for example, uh, we see the statement of the Christians that Allah is the Messiah or the Messiah is Allah. Or they say that Allah is one of three. Allah is one of three. Or they say, as, as do the Yahud, the Jews, they say the hand of Allah is tied. The hand of Allah is tied, meaning that he is niggardly, that he doesn't spend and likewise, their statement that uh, they claim Allah has a spouse or Allah has a son, as do the, as do the Christians and as do a as, as faction of, of, of the Jews. And likewise, amongst the polytheists, there are those who also ascribe daughters to Allah and so on and so forth. So all of these, in Surah Al-Ma'idah in particular, Allah Azawajal, he says, أَفَلَا يَتُوبُونَ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَيَسْتَغْفِرُونَهُ وَاللَّهُ غَفُورٌ رَحِيمٌ so after mentioning these statements of, of shirk, of disbelief, Allah he says, do they not turn to Allah in repentance? Do they not repent to Allah and seek his forgiveness? And Allah is ghafoor, he is the one who forgives and he is the one who is merciful. Similarly, we see that Allah even to the greatest disbeliever or tyrant, which is Fir'aun, he sent Musa salam and Harun. Uh, he sent them both to Fir'aun. Idhaba ila Fir'aun. Innahu taga. 
go to Fir'aun. Indeed, he has transgressed. And say to him, a soft and gentle speech, a gentle soft speech, in order that he may uh, remember, يتذكر, أو يخشى, that he may take admonition or that he may, that he may fear. And uh, today is the 10th of Muharram. Uh, this is the day that we, that we fast in rem remembrance of the day that Allah saved Bani Israel from this uh, great uh, disbeliever. And uh, in Medina, the Messenger of Allah he saw that the Yahud, they used to fast on this day. And uh, he then commanded his nation, his ummah, that we should fast on this day because we have a greater right to Musa salam than the Yahud because the Yahud, they, they abandoned the, the teachings of Musa salam. They deviated. And uh, so we as Muslims have a greater right to Musa salam than they do, which is why, uh, alhamdulillah, we fast on this day uh, as, a, as a remembrance of that day in which Allah he saved Bani Israel from Fir'aun. So even Fir'aun, the door is open for him to make tawbah to Allah despite his oppression, despite his tyranny, despite his ulu, his uh, seeking authority and fasad upon the, uh, upon the land, the door of tawbah is open for every, every, everybody. Likewise, we see all of the mushrikun, Allah Azawajal has uh, invited them all to, uh, to repent. And where he said, فَإِنْتَابُوا وَأَقَامُوا الصَّلَاةَ وَآتُوا الزَّكَاةَ so after ordering the Muslims to and the Messenger of Allah to, to fight against them because obviously they, they uh, either they broke their treaties or whatever it might be or the end of the treaty has expired or whatever it might be after ordering this command to fight against them Allah he made an exception he said فَإِنْتَابُوا or he made an, a condition so if they repent and they establish the prayer and they give the zakah, then leave them, you know, uh, give, them, give them a path or give them away. Indeed, Allah, inna Allah rahim. Indeed, Allah is forgiving and he is merciful. Until even the hypocrites, the munafiqun, those who will be in the lowest depths of the hellfire, even they are invited to repent. As Allah Azawajal, he says, inna al-munafiqina fi darkil aswali min al-nar. Indeed, the hypocrites are in the lowest depths or levels level of the hellfire. And you will never find for them an aider or a helper. Then he made the exception. So except those who repent and who rectify and they hold fast to Allah and uh, you know, they, they, they are sincere in their religion. They are, they are sincere henceforth in their religion. So the point being, and likewise all of the people uh, who uh, even who fall into shirk and who kill a soul without due right and to fall into fornication, these are from the greatest of, of crimes. Even they are given an opportunity, as Allah says in Surah Al-Furqan at the very end, uh, when he mentions these sins, those people who avoid these three sins, invoking other than Allah, killing a soul without due right, and zina, committing fornication, Allah he says, Whoever does that, he will fall into a great sin. And the punishment will be multiplied for him on the day of judgment. And he will remain therein in, in humiliation. But then Allah he said, إِلَّا مَنْ تَابَ Except the one who repented and who then believed and then who worked deeds of righteousness, Allah will change their evil deeds into good deeds. And Allah ever is Allah forgiving and merciful. So what, is, what, is, what, what do all of these ayat, what do they show? All of the people of the earth have been commanded to make tawbah to Allah. For the people of shirk, it is to recant from their shirk. From the, from the peop, for the people of disbelief, it is to recant from their disbelief and their statements of disbelief. And for the people of Iman, uh, it is to uh, repent 
from, from the major sins and the minor sins. And that's why Tawbah, as the scholars explain, it is wajib. The ruling on Tawbah, it is wajib. Immediately after the commission of all of any and all sins, right? It is an immediate in an immediate obligation. And whether the sins are major or whether they are minor, minor. And Imam al nawawi rahimullah, he said that, uh, that the Muslim scholars wattafaqu ala anna tawbah min jami'il ma'asi wajibatun ala al-fawr. That they are agreed that making repentance from all of the sins or all of the acts of disobedience is obligatory immediately, meaning straight away. And وَلَا يَجُوزْ تَأْخِرُهَا سَوَاءً كَانَتِ الْمَعْسِيَةِ صَغِيرَةِ أَوْ كَبِيرَةِ It is not permissible to delay repentance irrespective of whether the disobedience is small, minor, or whether it is, it is major. And Allah Azawajal, as we see in the hadith reported by Anas bin Malik radiallahu anhu, that were in which the messenger of Allah he said that Allah is uh, is that that he rejoices greatly more so than uh, with the tawbah of the servant Allahu ashaddu farhan bi tawbati abdihi hina yatubu ilayh min ahadikum kana ala rahilatihi bi ardi fulatin so basically uh, the messenger of said that Allah is more severe in his joy more intensely joyful with the repentance of his servant when the servant repents to him then one of you when he is with his riding beast his camel in a desert and then he finds that the camel uh, goes away from him and with the camel or on the riding beast is his drinking water and his and his and his food and then he basically uh, despairs that he will never that this camel is not going to come back so then he sits at a tree and he sits under the shade and basically he's he's resigned to the fact that he's going to die or to the possibility that he's going to die and because he's lost his uh, riding uh, camel with, with his drink and his food and whilst he sat there all of a sudden the riding beast of the camel comes back to him and so he takes hold of the reins of the camel and out of the severity of his joy the intense intensity of his of his rejoicement he says allahumma anta abdi wa ana rabbuk so he says oh allah you are my servant you are my servant and i am your lord so basically he he, he makes a mistake he's overtaken with extreme joy and he says something he does not know he does not realize the the, the, the meaning or the implication of this, this, this is a statement of disbelief, but he obviously is not intending to, to say this statement. So from all of this, what is intended then upon all of the believers is sincere, genuine repentance, a tawbah, a tawbatun nasuh, which is, which is sincere, uh, genuine repentance. So here we, we take up what Sheikh Ubaid rahimahullah has mentioned and he says, At-tawbah fil lugha what is, what is repentance, linguistically speaking? He says, it is derived from at-tawb. at It is derived from at And this means, That it means to return back or to recant from, to turn one's back from any deed or any speech which is evil which is evil. And Allah has named himself, he, one of his names is uh, At-Tawwab. He is At-Tawwab because he says in the Quran, Innahu huwa tawwab rahim Indeed, Allah, he is At-Tawwab, the one who um, uh, over and over again, he accepts the repentance of his servant. And likewise, he called the servant Tawwab. Amongst the servants are those who are as Allah says in another ayah, Inna Allah yuhibbu tawwabin. Indeed, Allah loves those who often or frequently they turn to Him in repentance. So this we find in the ayat of the of, of, of the Quran. And what does it mean that the servant is tawwab? What it means that he 
turns back to Allah, uh, he turns back to Allah, when he falls short in his obligations towards Allah, and he does so out of remorse. This is out of remorsefulness and feeling sorry that he actually did that. And out of having a firm intention, having a firm resolution that he will not return back to the sin which he committed. Right? So this is what it means that the servant is tawwab. He does this frequently, over and over again, whenever he commits a sin, major or minor. This is his nature and his quality. This is the quality of the believer. This is why he has been described, or this is why Allah says that he loves. Inna Allah tawwabin. He loves the people who have uh, this quality because by nature the sons of Adam, they are, they are khatta'un, they, they fall into sin, they fall into error. And the best of those are those who are tawwabun, those who frequently they repent. So this is what it means when the servant is described as tawwab. And when Allah is described as a tawwab, then, uh, as the Shaykh explains, Rahimullah, he says, This is Allah's acceptance. This is Allah's qabul, Allah's acceptance of the repentance of His servants. And uh, He forgives the sins and He accepts the repentance. And likewise, He also, from the meanings of a tawwab, is that He is ready to. Uh, to, to, to uh, to, to give credit to the servant, meaning to uh, remove uh, the evil and to make this tawbah to his advantage, right? To make the tawbah to the servant's advantage that Allah removes from him uh, the sin. And so this is what it means that Allah Zawjal, he is a tawwab, the one who over and over and over again accepts the repentance of his servants. Now in the Quran, Allah Zawjal has mentioned this tawbah as we said and the shaykh goes on to mention two passages in the quran which he will comment upon and so the first of those passages in the quran is the statement of allah oh you who believe turn to allah with uh, or in sincere repentance and then the ayah continues asa rabbukum so Allah will forgive you your sins and he will uh, enter you into gardens beneath which rivers flow and then Allah mentions this that this will be on the Qiyamah the day on which Allah will not dishonor or humiliate the Prophet and those who are with him. Their light will be flowing in front of in front of them and to their to their right. And they will say, And they will say, Oh our Lord, uh, complete our light for us and forgive us indeed. In, uh, indeed you are powerful over all things so this passage which describes the situation on Yawm Al-Qiyamah in which those who come to Allah having repented with sincere genuine repentance they will be with the, the, the believers and the, the, the prophet with them their light will shine forth and they will not be humiliated and they will be forgiven and uh, 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 this is this is how it is with the believers. So this ayah or this ayat, Allah he says, uh, in which Allah mentions this, then we find that Sheikh Ubaid, rahimahullah, he has a number of points. First of all, he says in this ayat, Allah he has ordered his servants, Amr Allahu ibadahu bi nasuh. He has ordered his servants to sincerely and genuinely repent. And this address is directed only to the people of Iman because they are the ones they are the ones who are who benefit from the commands and the prohibitions of Allah and his messenger with the with the speech of Allah and his messenger and obviously for the people of disbelief when the people of disbelief when they commit things which are which are crimes or sins uh, such as drinking or gambling or fornicating or whatever it might be then there's no tawbah for the people of this disbelief because from the conditions of tawbah is uh, Islam 
is is Islam as we shall see inshallah ta'ala so uh, so the first thing is that in these ayat Allah has commanded his believing servants with sincere and genuine repentance the second thing is that this tawbah this tawbah has to be nasuhan it, it has to be genuine and uh, sincere and this tawbah is the one in which the heart and the tongue come together upon certain affairs right the heart and the tongue have to come together upon certain affairs and those affairs are the following the sheikh mentions first of all that it has to be sincere remorse on behalf of the servant for what he fell into in neglecting the right of Allah or neglecting the right of his servants right neglecting the right of Allah because sins when we fall into sins it is either that we have neglected a right of Allah or it is that we have also neglected a right of a servant in the sense that we have oppressed a servant or we have you know so we so we, we've sinned and we've transgressed so sincere remorse from the servant in what he fell into of neglecting the right of Allah and the right of his servants and likewise the right upon himself upon his own soul because he Allah has given him uh, uh, body and faculties and given him a, a soul and so he is responsible for transgressing against his own soul and subjecting his soul to pun punishment in the grave and in the hereafter so he neglects the right of Allah or he neglects the right of the servants of Allah or he neglects the right of his own soul he oppresses his his own soul so the point being is that a servant must have sincere and genuine remorse he must feel genuinely sorry for falling into what he fell into so this is one of the requirements of tawbah uh, the sincere repentance and the second requirement is to have a firm and resolute determination that he will not return back to that sin and you know whether he wronged himself or whether he wronged the servants of Allah or whether he you know fell into whatever he fell into of sins and acts of disobedience now in this passage that we read from uh, surah at-tahrim we see that Allah Zawajal, he says asa rabbukum an yukaffir ankum sayyi'atikum asa rabbukum the sheikh mentions a point about the language that in the Quran when Allah Zawajal says asa asa rabbukum this word asa we understand it to mean in, in the language that it means it is for uh, a taraji it, it is it is uh, for hope to hope in something that you that you hope that such and such happens however this when it occurs in the Quran and as it relates to Allah Zawjal, because Allah said Asa Rabbukum then this only ever refers to that which is definitely going to occur right meaning it is not something that that is hoped in because this Allah Zawjal, you know he, he uh, you know Allah does not hope in in anything right so Asa uh, here it means something that is going to happen and this applies to every instance in which this occurs in the Quran so this is the first passage in the Quran mentioning sincere repentance the second passage in the Quran is in Surah Al-Zumar in which Allah Azawajal he says قُلْ يَا عِبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ أَسْرَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ لَا تَقْنَطُوا مِنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَغْفِرُ الذُّنُوبَ جَمِيعًا O my servants who have transgressed against themselves do not despair of the mercy of Allah indeed Allah forgives all sins the Shaykh goes on to explain the reason why this ayah or this passage was revealed and the reason for that was as mentioned by Ibn Abbas anhuma, is that he said he explained that a people came from the people of shirk they were people of shirk and obviously they, they, they were upon disbelief and polytheism but they'd also killed many many people and they had also um, committed uh, zina and they indulged in that a great deal so seeing that they had fallen into 
a great deal of sin. They came to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam and they said, we've heard what you say, because they heard of the message of the messenger of Allah sallallahu They said, we've heard what, you, what you've said and we've heard what you are calling to and we find it to be, to be good and to be pleasing. And if only you inform us as to if there is any expiation for what we have fallen into, meaning of these, of these great crimes and these great sins. And it is here that this ayah uh, was, was revealed in Surah Al-Furqan. A number of ayat were revealed. First of all, in Surah Al-Furqan, وَالَّذِينَ لَا يَدْعُونَ مَعَ اللَّهِ إِلَهًا آخَرٍ وَلَا يَقْتُلُونَ النَّفْسَ الَّتِي حَرَّمَ اللَّهُ إِلَّا بِالْحَقِّ وَلَا يَزْنُونَ so it mentioned these three great sins that from the qualities of the servants of Allah, the servants of Ar-Rahman, is that they do not invoke any other deity besides Allah. Nor do they kill a soul whose killing Allah has prohibited or made unlawful unless it is for a, uh, for a right, for transgression of a right. And nor do they commit fornication. And so this, this passage was, was revealed. And likewise, the statement of Allah Say, O my servants who have transgressed severely against their own selves, do not despair of the mercy of Allah. Indeed, Allah, he forgives all sins. And this, this is Allah inviting Everyone who has transgressed against his own soul, he fallen into excess in relation to sins and disobedience, that Allah Zawajal, that, that he should turn to Allah Zawajal with sincere repentance, with righteous actions, because as Allah says, Inna Indeed Allah, he forgives all sins. And a tawbah, the Shaykh says, it erases what came before it, and it makes the repenting person to be as if he had no sin at all. As if he had no sin at all. Then the Shaykh goes on to mention some of the ahkam of tawbah, some of the rulings of a tawbah. So he says, it is known and established by comprehensive analysis of the texts that sincere repentance, uh, which, is, which is sincere, it is that which combines five things. Right? There are five things which are combined in a sincere repentance, meaning five conditions, shurut. So he says the first condition is al-Islam, al-Islam. And if you wish, then say al-Iman, al-Iman, which is belief, faith. The Sheikh says there's no tawbah for a kafir until he becomes a Muslim and utters the shahadatain, the testimonials of faith. And a disbeliever, when he, as the Sheikh says, he not, uh, w whenever he uh, commits uh, zina, or he steals, or he kills, or he does whatever it might be, becomes intoxicated, all of these things, there's no tawbah for the person of disbelief from these sins. Not until he becomes a Muslim first. And in relation to the deeds of the people of disbelief, Allah he says, وَقَدِمْنَا that we shall turn to whatever deeds they did and we shall turn them into scattered dust. So first of all, the actual acts of disobedience and sin of the people of disbelief, they are not forgiven because they are upon disbelief and Islam is a shart. And secondly, even the good deeds that they do, the charity, the goodness to their parents, the whatever, it, whatever good deeds they might do, which uh, are good deeds in the life of this world, then they will be of no benefit to them in the hereafter. But in this life, perhaps they will be, Allah Zawajal, he gives them their due in the life of this world for whatever good, apparent good deeds that they do. So they have benefits in the dunya. But in the hereafter, there will be, there, will, there, there is nothing for the people of disbelief. So this is the first shart. The second shart, the second condition, is that it has to be sincere. It is al-ikhlas, the sincerity. And this is because a tawbah, just like all other acts of worship, such as charity, 
such as prayer, such as fasting, then it is a condition in every righteous deed that it has to be sincere. It has to be uh, seeking the face of Allah, seeking the reward of Allah. And it is not because, not because you are making tawbah in this instance uh, where you're just uttering, uttering it with the tongue and you know the lips are moving the tongue is moving but really there's no sincerity in the heart and maybe the reason why you make an apparent tawbah it could be for some worldly reason or some worldly benefit many there are many instances in which this can occur for example maybe someone you know he wants to marry a woman and you know he has ways which which uh, you know which are sinful so because he wants to marry the woman he makes an apparent uh, tawbah or something uh, with the tongue, with the lips, and apparently with the actions for a short while. But really, it's just for a worldly objective. This is, this is not sincere repentance. And there are many, many scenarios and situations in which, you know, uh, a person is put to trial with, with, with lack of sincerity in righteous deeds in general, but likewise, tawbah in particular as well. So this is a second condition uh, after Islam that a person must be sincere and genuine and it has to be as we said with the heart and the tongue combined the third uh, the shaykh mentions it is al-mutaba'ah that he has to follow the way of the messenger of allah in this tawbah and the way that you do that is that you do not exceed the limits right you do not exceed uh, the limit and what, what the shaykh intends, what the shaykh means here, he says, for example, you make tawbah, you are remorseful, you are sincere, you stop committing the sin that you are doing, you have a firm resolve not to do it, not to do, return to it. And, you know, this much is sufficient for your tawbah. This much, right? If you want to add to that and do righteous deeds because you want the righteous deeds to also help in erasing the evil deeds, yes, you can add to the tawbah, you can add and you can do righteous deeds, but there is a limit beyond which you, you do not go and you do not, you do not fall into kind of gulu and exaggeration. To give an example, let's say a man, you know, he's done some evil, evil deeds and he becomes very angry about, uh, 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 against himself and he says oh Allah I've, I've uh, repented sincerely and I by Allah I will not return to the sin again and if I return to the sin then may the curse of Allah be upon me and uh, why, why are, you, are you going to all of these this, this now is ghulu this is exceeding the had this is not necessary for, for, for you to make tawbah to Allah for your tawbah to be accepted so when a person goes beyond these limits and starts falling into this hulu and this extremism and this type of, you know, this, this is not, not from Islam and this is not from the, the wasatiyah, the, the, the moderation which Islam has, has brought. Right? In fact, this type of exaggeration, this type of, um, you know, hulu and also this type of despair this is something that is explicitly for because Allah said in the Quran, La taqnatu min rahmatillah. Do not despair of the mercy of Allah. And we know that in Islam, the, 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 there, are, there are two types of deviation when it comes to this issue, when it comes to sin. There's the deviation which says that sins do not harm a servant, they do not harm a servant's faith so long as he, as he, so long as he is a believer in Allah. And his books and his messenger that sins do not harm a person's iman this is the way of the murji'a and they belittle the sins and they say that sins do not harm a person's faith and they do not decrease his faith and so therefore in this extremism people are neglectful of sin and they fall into sin major or minor and they think nothing of it this is a deviation this is a deviation on that side and this way, it basically, uh, uh, it, um, how, how can we put it? It, it, it removes a person's religion. It takes, it takes your religion from you. If you have this attitude, your religion, you will end up having no religion. 
And on the other side, we have the other extremism, which is the extremism of the, of the Khawarij, those who exaggerate in the major sin and say that it entails disbelief. And so when a person falls into disbelief, he falls into despair and he starts believing he will never ever be forgiven. And so he despairs of the mercy of Allah. This also is a deviation in, in, in belief to believe to believe that there are sins that Allah does not forgive. Yes, if you die upon a sin, if you die upon shirk, or if you die upon a sin not having repented, then maybe Allah, Allah if, if he doesn't forgive you, Allah will punish you. But the door of repentance is always open, no matter what you, no matter what you fall into. So this is also a deviation, the deviation of where you, you despair of the mercy of Allah, both of these are impermissible and not, not allowed. They are, they, are, they are deviations. So this is the third condition that you must follow the way of the Messenger of Allah which is to make the tawbah with its conditions. If you want to add righteous deeds, do so. It will expiate sins and it will be better to your, to your advantage. But don't fall into this ghulu and this exaggeration and go beyond the, the, what has come in the sunnah and the sharia in the matter of repentance. The fourth condition, as we mentioned earlier on, the Shaykh says it is a nadam. There has to be remorse. You have to be remorseful. You have to feel the remorse that you fell into such a thing that you neglected the right of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is a necessary condition. And fifthly and finally, the Shaykh says it is al-azam, Allah ya'ud, that he has firm determination not to return back to what he fell into of the various sins. So these are the five shurut or the five conditions of tawbah. The Shaykh rahimahullah has given us a nice summary of these conditions. And then he goes on to discuss one or two other masail, one or two other issues. Uh, the first of the issues is that the Shaykh says that someone might raise a question and he might say, that um, if if a man had many many sins many many acts of disobedience but he repented from some of them and not others will his tawbah be accepted for those sins that he repented from so in other words really what the questioner is kind of saying or the issue raised by the questioner is is it a condition that you know, you have to repent uh, from all of your sins in order for all of your sins to be forgiven. Like, really, uh, or is it the case that, you know, if you, if you repent from some of your sins, they are still forgiven irrespective of whether you have other sins as well. So the Sheikh says uh, that, yes, uh, that the servant's repentance uh, is, is accepted uh, in relation to those sins that he repented from. And as for those sins that he has not repented from, then they will, they will remain with him and upon him or, or against him until he repents from them. And then the second question the Sheikh says that might arise is that it is said that whoever, uh, someone who repents from a sin and then he returns back to that sin, is his repentance accepted? if he abandoned it doing so sincerely for Allah. So this is the issue of a person returning back to a sin after having repented from a sin. Can he repent from that sin again? And you know, is it acceptable to Allah this, this tawbah? So the Shaykh says, وَالْجُوَابْ نَعَمْ وَمِن شُرُوطِ هَذِهِ التَّوْبَةِ أَن تَكُونَ قَبْلَ حُلُولِ الْأَجَلِ He says, yes, a sin can be forgiven if you fall into a sin. You make sincere tawbah to Allah and then after a while you succumb again. You become weak and you fall into that sin again. Will that sin now be forgiven? And the answer is, is yes. Allah, Allah will forgive that. As long as it is, meets the conditions of tawbah that we mentioned before. And as long as it is before your appointed time. Before the point of death. The Sheikh says you should know, O servants of Allah, that... The appointed time is, is of two types. An ajal, an ajal which is am and an ajal which is khas. 
right? So everybody's appointed time is of two types. One which is general and one which is specific. As for the general time beyond which tawbah is no longer accepted, then this is the time before the sun rises from the west. Right, so this is from the major signs of the final day, of the day of uh, judgment, where the sun will rise, min maghrabi, min maghrabiha, from the, min maghrabiha, from the west, and so when that happens, there will be no tawbah, and whatever the servant has done of deeds up until that point of time, whatever good deeds you've done up until that point of time, then he will be rewarded for them. But beyond that time, there will be, there will be no tawbah. And in the hadith, Allah, the messenger of Allah, he said, indeed, in Allah Azza wa Jal, yabsutu yadahu bil-layli liyatuba musi'un nahar. Indeed, Allah extends out his hand during the night so that the one who was sinful in the day might repent. And he extends his hand during the day so that the one who was sinful during the night may repent until the sun rises from the west, from its, from its, setting, from its setting place. So this is something that is general to all of mankind. It, it is the ajal which is aam to everybody. And as for the ajal which is khas, the shaykh goes on to explain, this now is specific to each and every individual, every, every man with respect to himself. And this is uh, due to the sta statement of the Messenger of Allah He said, Inna Allaha <coughs> Indeed, Allah accepts the repentance of one of you so long as the death rattle or the rattle of death has not taken place, meaning as the soul is leaving and it reaches a certain, certain place. Right? So, meaning, the Sheikh says, so long as the soul hasn't reached the hulqum, right? Reached the, uh, the, this point here. And so when, when it comes to that point, then that is the point of, of no return. The tawbah will not benefit from that point in time because this is the, the point in time at which he now starts to see the, uh, as the soul is taken out, he starts to see and perceive the, the angels as he, as he moves into the barzakh. And as you move into the barzakh, you, you leave the body, then, you know, there's a... a you have a different, uh, the soul is, is the, the major. So when you are alive, it is the body and the soul follows. And there are limitations in your senses when, when, when you are in this state, right? There are things you cannot see, uh, which are from the unseen. But as you transition to, to the barzakh, then the soul is primary and the body follows, right? And so here, the soul perceives and experiences and witnesses things that the, that, the, that the body cannot when the soul is inside of it, right? So this is when you, as the soul is removed, you now start to witness and experience the angels. At that point, when the soul is, is just about to leave, then the door of repentance has now has been closed for you. And so this is the ajal, which is khas uh, to, to every single individual. We ask Allah to grant us tawfiq in making repentance from all of our sins, the major and the minor, before the appointed time comes to us. The Sheikh says that these conditions that we've mentioned with respect to Tawbah, they encompass, uh, from them are relate to the right of Allah, from them are those that relate to the right of Allah, from them are those that relate to the right of His servants. And one of the conditions of tawbah also additionally is if you have committed a sin or a transgression against another believer you've wronged him you've you know um, as as we see in the statement of the messenger of allah uh, anyone who has like a, a transgression against his brother in relation to his you know to his honor 
or to or in anything then let him resolve it today let let him deal with it and uh, resolve it today before there will be a day before there will not be any dinar nor any dirham there will not be any wealth or belonging belongings by which you can you know make make a ransom for that for that sin so the sheikh says it is obligatory upon whoever has any type of madlama any type of transgression or oppression against any of the servants of allah uh, even uh, as the sheikh says right that he must uh, resolve and remove that transgression and and fulfill the right which he base which 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 he neglected so this is the end of what the sheikh has mentioned rahimahullah a very brief nice concise reminder to us uh, on the on the necessity of repentance from every sin all sin whether major or minor at every time and you know the messenger of Allah used to uh, repent seek Allah's forgiveness and seek his repentance many many times in a day 70 times in a day 100 times in a day and so this is uh, what we should be upon uh, inshallah ta'ala and with that we conclude our lesson there for today walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa sallallahu ala nabina muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in if i read this right what is the procedure of tawbah uh, on the one who lied upon the messenger of allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam well obviously he has to uh, as we mentioned in, in the lesson all of the shurut uh, has to be fulfilled he has to stop from his lying he has to feel sincere and genuine remorse for doing what he did obviously this is a tremendous thing to lie upon the messenger of allah uh, this is unlike lying upon 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 the people because this now is it leads to harm upon the religion and corruption upon the religion so this is a, is a mighty mighty uh, sin so but it is forgivable and um, throughout history there were people who told many many lies they fabricated a hadiths against the messenger of Allah for whatever reason it might be for fame for recognition for wealth for whatever it might be uh, but the door of repentance is open even for this for the for this crime so all the shirut that we mentioned he must immediately stop these lies he must feel genuine sincere remorse for having lied upon the messenger of Allah he has to have a firm resolve never to do it again and because this involves an oppression because he is oppressing the servants of Allah by by in a way it's like a type of oppression against the servants of Allah because he is corrupting or confusing their religion for uh, upon them by way of these lies so from the conditions would be that he must openly announce and denounce all of the lies he told he must explain what these lies are uh, he must you know if, it, if it's if it's a matter of like if he you know fabricated a hadith or if he ascribed to the messenger of Allah what the messenger did not say then he must clarify and explain that making sure that it reaches the people whom he told that lie or who potentially would have had that lie transmitted to them so he should do that to the best of his ability to the best of his ability because sometimes there are things which go outside of your control and outside of your ability and it's not possible for you to you know but but you 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 know you uh, you you have to do what is within your ability to rectify the wrong that you have committed so this is what would be upon a person who who has lied upon the messenger of allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam No, it's the, 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 the conditions, the, 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 the part which is the actual tawbah is the immediate cessation of the sin. So immediately stop what, what, what you do. And then there has to be remorse for doing what you did and a resolve not to do it again. Right? So that is what constitutes the actual tawbah. 
And obviously, you combine between what's in the heart and the tongue, as, as the Sheikh explained. So you say, Astaghfirullah wa atubu ilayh. Atubu ilallah, astaghfirullah. And he can make the, the dua of forgiveness, uh, you know, the, the well-known dua of repentance, forgiveness. But that, that's all that's required of the actual uh, repentance, right? It's stopping uh, the sin, feeling uh, uh, remorseful, resolving not to do it again. So these, these are actions of the heart, the remorse, and the resolve not to do it again. This is, this is something in the heart. And then stopping doing the sin, that's the action of the limbs. There's nothing to it that the, you, just, you just stop. Uh, and then if you want to add and you say, Astaghfirullah wa atubu ilayh. And you, know, you combine what the heart has done uh, and you combine that with what, what, what the tongue is saying, then that all, that's all there is to the, to the actual tawbah. And obviously it has to be sincere as well. Uh, so that's all there is. Anything beyond that, then it's something you add, as, as, as the Sheikh mentioned. You want to do righteous deeds, you want to give charity, you want to do an act of benevolence. That just, you know, emphasizes and makes sure that there's going to be something to erase any evil if it's, if, if it's left. But for Tawbah itself, that's all that's, that's really there. It's certain actions of the heart and maybe statement of the, of, 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 of the tongue. Yeah, as we find in the text, yeah, it's, uh, uh, all, all righteous deeds. Because Shaykh Islam discusses whether um, do righteous deeds expiate uh, major and minor sins. There's a discussion about this amongst the, the, the scholars. And some scholars say, well, no, uh, major sins have to be specifically repented from in order for them to be, to be erased. So there's a discussion amongst the scholars. But what Sheikh Islam to me says that, you know, all good deeds, good deeds, they erase evil deeds. In al hasanat yudhibna sayyi'at. They use this ayah as, as their proof. Indeed, righteous deeds, they uh, take away the, the evil deeds. So amongst, yes, this uh, act of fasting, it's an expiation of the, uh, of the <coughs> sins. He does, he does that major sin? They do major sin to the point they, they no longer feel the remorse, remorse for it. What does this mean? And how do they like rectify it? They no longer feel the remorse yeah, for it. Remorse, yeah, but then the remorse isn't something like constantly has to be there. Uh, as long as you have the feeling of remorse, the instance of remorse, and uh, you felt that remorse, and you resolved not to do it again. Uh, but the, these, these are states of the heart. They come and they go. Uh, like you might feel remorseful today for something you did this morning and you, you, you're sincere in that remorse and you resolve not to do it again and then you move on. Uh, tomorrow that remorse is gone. Or when you go to sleep that remorse is gone. So the remorse doesn't have to be constantly there all the time uh, in relation to that particular sin. But as long as you felt that remorse genuinely and sincerely and you resolve not to do it again, um, then... That, 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 that condition has been fulfilled by way of that, by way of that instance of remorse. Yeah. But it's true, this is part and parcel of where, okay, over time, uh, the remorse wears off and you become weak again and, you know, so yeah, if, uh, then you have to obviously just fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, constantly uh, fear Allah and remember him. Yeah, you can ask Allah to grant you uh, the states and feelings of the heart, yes, whether it is ikhlas, whether it is remorse, whether it is sincerity, whether it is firm resolve, firm intention. You can ask Allah for all of these things to bestow you with these uh, beneficial states uh, of, of the heart. Yes, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, Sheikh, can sins be repented in a general sense, or do you have to repent for specific individual sins? Well, if you if you know of specific sins that you've committed, you you uh, make toba in a specific sense um, for specific major sins that you that you know that you've done. Uh, but if you're repenting after a while and the sins are so many, obviously you can't enumerate and pinpoint each and every single 
sin, every single uh, sin. Uh, so you can uh, make tawbah in a general sense. Yes, you can. You can, yeah, because this, this is beyond a person's, you know, ability to pinpoint every single sin that he's committed that he may not have repented from. You know, it's, so no, that, that would be going to, you know, it's like kind of takalluf is kind of taking on like more than what a person can bear. So yes, of course, you can make tawbah uh, in a general sense <coughs> for sins that you can recall, sins that you cannot recall, uh, sins that you may have repented from, and you can ask Allah's forgiveness in a general sense for those for those sins, yes. Sorry? The question was, is, 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 uh, are there signs that a, a person's um, tawbah was acceptable? Yes, uh, uh, one of the signs that a person's tawbah is genuine and accepted by Allah, inshallah, is that he does not fall into the sin again. Right? So if you, if you do not fall in that sin and you keep away, then you are it's a sign that you are truthful and you are genuine so at least from your from what you have uh, done then it meets all of the conditions I mean you, 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 you've uh, resolved not to do it again and you feed Allah and this is a sign of tawfiq because from the fruits of a good deed is another good deed right so Allah when you commit a sin from the from the recompenses of sin is Allah opens for you the door to other sins. And conversely, from the recompense of a good deed, is Allah opens up for you the door for another good deed and other good deeds. Right? It's amplified. Whatever deed you do, it will be amplified. And so if you find that you have ended the sin, you not returned to the sin, and you've maintained that for a while by Allah's tawfiq, this is a good sign. This is a good sign that Allah is uh, is uh, aiding you and protecting you and it's a sign that inshallah ta'ala your your tawbah is acceptable to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yes so there, 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 are, there are signs and a person knows from his own iman uh, from his state of sinfulness and his state of uh, piety because the a person feels what's what's in his heart what's in his soul and you know he he perceives and feels those, those states and he can be a judge of himself as to is he increasing in his iman is he decreasing in his iman person knows this from himself so yeah so from the signs of, of genuine tawbah or that Allah has has accepted the tawbah or will accept the tawbah uh, there, there are signs like this which which, which indicate sorry No, if he stops feeling remorse, it's not, it's not if, you, if you mean remorse in a general sense, because we all feel remorse. Like right now, if we stop and think, we all feel remorse for all of the sins that we've committed, right? We're not speaking about remorse for any particular sin, but remorse in general. We all have that remorse, and that's something that we always have to have, because that's what's leading us to say, astaghfirullah wa atubu ilayhi. You know, we keep, uh, so we have that remorse in general. But if you mean remorse for a specific sin does it have to linger constantly all the time well no that's not a, re not a requirement like someone might commit a sin he might for example steal or gamble or do something and so he feels really remorseful he feels that remorse intensely it might last for a day two days three days a week a month it varies from person to person but he felt that remorse that's all that that's required is the condition now if you mean that okay Five years later, yes, now remember the remorse for that particular. No, it's, it's not not requiring a requirement. And the fact that he's that remorse has gone does not mean he was not sincere in making that tawbah. It's not not a requirement that you that the remorse has to linger for years and years and years for each and every sin that he committed. But in a general sense, yes, obviously, in a general sense, we are always uh, remorseful in a general sense for whatever sins that we have fallen into. So that would be that would kind of fall into going into like exaggeration now by by 
having to maintain that remorse for a particular sin for years and years and years and years. It's going, it's going beyond. You know, as long as you feel the remorse, it's genuine, sincere, and you feel it, and your heart experiences it, then that condition is, is fulfilled. question here I'm sure I get what it says it says how do we understand the statement of Ibn al-Qayyim where he mentions uh, <coughs> where he says nothing but righteousness increases one's lifespan if if our lifespan is written okay so this this is to do with the uh, the question here is that if our lifespan, if our appointed time is written, then, and, and Ibn al-Qayyim said that nothing but righteousness, righteous deeds, increase the lifespan, how do we reconcile between these two things? And so this is, uh, we find this in a hadith as well, in which the Messenger of Allah, where he said, whoever is pleased, whoever is pleased that his... Uh, that his sustenance is increased, uh, is expanded, and his lifespan is increased, then let him keep the ties of kinship. Let him keep good ties with his, with his blood relatives, his relatives. So how do we understand increase in lifespan when everyone's length appointed time is, is fixed? And so the answer uh, to just to kind of quickly summarize the answer uh, that we find from the people of knowledge is that Allah in, in, in the preserved tablet has written uh, all things including the ways and means that lead to those things right so all things that will occur at whatever time as well as all of the ways and means and mechanisms, the asbab, that lead to those things as well. So in this sense, in this sense, we can understand how a servant may increase his lifespan, even though he's still going to die at the appointed time. So for example, let's take, let's take two, two people. There's Abdullah and there is Zaid. Okay. Abdullah, he uh, basically, uh, he, he, he lives in a certain way, uh, he eats in a certain way, he drinks in a certain way, he eats healthy, he doesn't take any risks, you know, he does all the things that we typically, that we would do in our day-to-day -day life, um, you know, whereas Zaid over here, you know, he's, he's eating very bad and he's eating processed foods and he's living, he chooses to live in a, in a polluted environment, you know, there are many, many things that are, that are, that are, that are impacting his, his, his life. Now we know that Abdullah, his life by way of the asbab, ways and means, will be longer than Zaid because of the asbab, the ways and means, which are shortening his life. He will still die at the appointed time that has been written for him. But the actual process of increase and decrease that still exists in the life of this world in relation to the asbab, to, 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 to the ways and means. Right? To give an example, if a person um, you know, if a person does dangerous things, a person does dangerous things, right? So one person jumps into uh, a ferocious river or he enters into a burning building, well, your life's going to be cut short. Your life's going to be cut short. And if you don't enter the, you know, 
the river which is flowing very fast and uh, you don't enter a burning building and you don't do dangerous things then your life is not going to be cut short so it's going to be longer so by you making those choices for you making that choice for you doing an act or avoiding an act has led to the increase in your lifespan but it's not an increase in 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 the sense that it's gone beyond what Allah has written. No, it will, your life will always end at the exact point in the time in which it has been written for it to end. Your life is, span is fixed. But from here to here, in between, the actions that you do will, will lead to your lifespan being increased or cut short, such that it will then end at the appointed time. Right? So if you eat healthy, live healthy, sleep well, and do all the, the, the good things. You always have good spirits and you are happy and you, you, know, uh, you, you do righteous deeds and so on and so forth. You know, your life will, 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 will increase according to the ways and means, but, but it will increase in order to take you to your appointed time. And likewise, if you eat, eat bad foods and you live dangerously and so on and so forth, um, please don't take video in the, in the masjid please if you're taking video please don't take masjid so if, you, if, you're, li if you're living dangerously and you uh, eat bad and you know then the actions you are taking are going to shorten your life in accordance with the ways and means through the ways and means so that your life will end at the appointed time and this is something that we all understand it's, you know, it's like you have a car, you look after the car, you oil it, you get it serviced, you, you, you drive in a certain way that the brakes last longer, the, you know, the, the, the tires last longer, the engine lasts longer, right? That's, that's because you've taken steps and actions that have led to the increase in the, life, in, in, in the longevity of the, uh, of the car, right? But the car will still perish at the time that's going to perish. But the, the actions you've taken, the, 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 the asbab, they have an actual effect. And that's how it is. Uh, so yes, deeds of righteousness, they are from the asbab, from the numerous asbab, that lead to an increase in the lifespan, meaning that you age more slowly and you are not prone to illness that easily because you've taken those asbab, that means your lifespan will be will be increased by way of those asbab and conversely you know the the other way around so yes there's no contradiction uh, between us accepting the the idea or the, or the notion that a person's lifespan can be increased or decreased by way of the asbab the asbab the ways and means because this is how allah has created the creation things occur by the asbab However, that increase and decrease, that increase or decrease is only something that takes you to the actual appointed time of your death as per what is in the preserved, preserved tablet in which everything is mentioned, right? That this servant slept well as a result of which his, his health was kept intact. That, that, that mechanism or that, that means all of that detail is in the lawful mahfuz the asbab and their effects and their final determinations all that is in the is in the lawful mahfuz so there's no contradiction between uh, between uh, affirming increase and decrease in risk or in lifespan uh, alongside the fact that everything is de determined uh, for an appointed time so inshallah i think we will conclude our session there for today i think if people want to maybe get ready for the salah just before Maghrib, inshallah, we'll, we'll, we'll conclude that. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, wa sallallahu ala nabina Muhammad, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.